section four of the national geographic magazine volume eight september eighteen ninety seven this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by betty b the great unmapped areas on the earth's surface awaiting the explorer and geographer continued north america i have dwelt thus long on africa because it will really be one of the great geographical problems of the coming century had it been as suitable as america or australia we may be sure it would not have remained so long neglected and despised by the european peoples as it has done unfortunately for africa just as it had been circumnavigated and just as europeans were beginning to settle upon its central portion and trying to make their way into the interior columbus and cabot discovered a new world a world as well adapted as europe for the energies of the white races that discovery postponed the legitimate development of africa for four centuries nothing could be more marked than the progress which america has made since its rediscovery four hundred years ago and the stagnation of africa which has been known to europe since long before the beginning of history during these four hundred years north america at least has been very thoroughly explored the two great nations which divide north america between them have their government surveys which are rapidly mapping the whole continent and investigating its geology physical geography and natural resources i need hardly tell an audience like this of the admirable work done by the survey of canada under sir william logan dr selwyn and his successor dr george dawson nor should it be forgotten that under the lands department much excellent topographical work has been carried out by captain deville and his predecessors still though much has been done much remains to be done there are large areas which have not as yet been roughly mapped within quite recent years we have had new regions opened up to us by the work of dawson and ogilvy on the yukon dr bell in the region to the south of hudson bay by the brothers tyrrell in the barren lands on the west of the same bay by o'sullivan beyond the sources of the ottawa and by Lowe in labrador but it is not so long since that dr dawson in reviewing what remains to be done in the dominion in the way of even pioneer exploration pointed out that something like a million square miles still remain to be mapped apart from the uninhabitable regions in the north there are as dr dawson pointed out considerable areas which might be turned to profitable agricultural and mining account of which we know little such areas as these which have been recently mapped out on the south of hudson bay by dr bell and beyond the ottawa by mr o'sullivan although the eastern and western provinces have been very fully surveyed there is a considerable area between the two lying between lake superior and hudson bay which seems to have been so far almost untouched a very great deal has been done for the survey of the rivers and lakes of canada i need hardly say that in canada as elsewhere in america there is ample scope for the study of many problems in physical geography past and present glaciation and the work of glaciers the origin and regime of lake basins the erosion of river beds the oscillation of coastlines happily 
both in canada and the united states there are many men competent and eager to work out problems of this class and in the reports of the various surveys in the transactions of american learned societies in scientific periodicals and in separate publications a wealth of data has already been accumulated of immense value to the geographer united states every geologist and geographer knows the important work which has been accomplished by the various surveys of the united states as well as by the various state surveys the united states coast survey has been at work for more than half a century mapping not only the coast but all the navigable rivers the lake survey has been doing a similar service for the shores of the great lakes of north america but it is the work of the geological survey which is best known to geographers a survey which is really topographical as well as geological and which under such men as hayden king and powell has produced a series of magnificent maps diagrams and memoirs of the highest scientific value and interest recently this survey has been placed on a more systematic basis so that now a scheme for the topographical survey of the whole of the territory of the united states is being carried out extensive areas in various parts of the states have been already surveyed on different scales it is to be hoped that in the future as in the past the able men who are employed on this survey work will have opportunities of working out the physiography of particular districts the past and present geography of which is of advancing scientific interest of the complete exploration and mapping of the north american continent we need have no apprehension it is only a question of time and it is to be hoped that neither of the governments responsible will allow political exigencies to interfere with what is really a work of national importance central and south america it is when we come to central and south america that we find ample room for the unofficial explorer in mexico and the central american states there are considerable areas of which we have little or only the vaguest knowledge in south america there is really more room now for the pioneer explorer than there is in central africa in recent years the argentine republic has shown laudable zeal in exploring and mapping its immense territories while a certain amount of good work has also been done by brazil and chile most of our knowledge of south america is due to the enterprise of europeans and of north american explorers along the great river courses our knowledge is fairly satisfactory but the immense areas often densely clad with forests lying between the rivers are almost unknown in patagonia though a good deal has recently been done by the argentine government still in the country between punta arenas and the rio negro we have much to learn while on the west coast range with its innumerable fjord-like inlets its islands and peninsulas there is a fine field for the geologist and physical geographer indeed throughout the whole range of the andes systematic exploration is wanted exploration of the character of the excellent work accomplished by whimper in the region around chimborazo there is an enormous area lying to the east of the northern andes and including their eastern slopes embracing the eastern half of ecuador and colombia southern venezuela and much of the country lying between that and northern bolivia including many of the upper tributaries of the amazon and orinoco 
of which our knowledge is of the scantiest even the country lying between the rio negro and the atlantic is but little known there are other great areas in brazil and in the northern chaco which have only been partially described such as the region whence the streams forming the tapajos and the paraguay take their rise in mato grosso a survey and detailed geographical and topographical description of the whole basin of lake titicaca is the desideratum in short in south america there is a wider and richer field for exploration than in any other continent but no mere rush through these little known regions will suffice the explorer must be able not only to use his sextant and his theodolite his compass and his chronometer any expeditions entering these regions ought to be able to bring back satisfactory information on the geology of the country traversed and of its fauna and flora past and present already the revelations which have been made of the past geography of south america and of the life that flourished there in former epochs are of the highest interest moreover we have here the remains of extinct civilizations to deal with and although much has been done in this direction much remains to be done and in the extensive region already referred to the physique the traditions and the customs of the natives will repay careful investigation australia the southern continent of australia is in the hands of men of the same origin as those who have developed to such a wonderful extent the resources of canada and the united states and therefore we look for equally satisfactory results so far as the characteristics of that continent permit the five colonies which divide among them the three million square miles of the continent have each of them efficient government surveys which are rapidly mapping their features and investigating their geology but australia has a trying economic problem to solve in none of the colonies is the water supply quite adequate in all are stretches of desert country of greater or less extent the center and western half of the continent are covered by a desert more waterless and more repellent than even the sahara so far as our present knowledge goes one-third of the continent is uninhabitable this desert area has been crossed by explorers at the expense of great sufferings in various directions each with the same dreary tale of almost featureless sandy desert covered here and there with spinifex and scrub worse than useless there are hundreds of thousands of square miles still unknown but there is no reason to believe that these areas possess any features that differ essentially from those which have been found along the routes that have been explored there have been one or two well-equipped scientific expeditions in recent years that have collected valuable data with regard to the physical characteristics the geology and biology of the continent and it is in this direction that geography should look for the richest results in the future there remains much to be done before we can arrive at satisfactory conclusions as to the physical history of what is in some respects the most remarkable land area on the globe though the surface water supply is so scanty there is reason to believe that underneath the surface there is an immense store of water in one or two places in australia especially in western queensland and in new south wales this supply has been tapped with satisfactory results. Millions of gallons a day have been obtained by sinking wells. Whether irrigation can ever be introduced on an extensive scale into Australia 
depends upon the extent and accessibility of the underground water supply and that is one of the geographical problems of the future in australia new zealand has been fairly well surveyed though a good deal remains to be done before its magnificent mountain and glacier system is completely known in the great island of new guinea both the british and the germans are opening up the interiors of their territories to our knowledge but the western and much larger portion of the island presents a large field for any explorer who cares to venture into its interior polar exploration the marvelous success which has attended dr nansen's daring adventure into the arctic seas has revived a widespread interest in polar exploration nansen may be said to have almost solved the north pole problem so far at least as the old world side of the pole is concerned that someone will reach the pole at no distant date is certain nansen has shown the way and the legitimate curiosity of humanity will not rest satisfied till the goal be reached but arctic exploration does not end with the attainment of the pole europe has done her share on her own side of the pole what about the side which forms the hinterland of north america and especially of canada to the north of europe and asia we have the scattered groups of islands spitzbergen franz joseph land nova zembla and the new siberian islands to the north of america we have an immense archipelago the actual extent of which is unknown nansen and other arctic authorities maintain that the next thing to be done is to complete exploration on the american side to attempt to do for that half of the north polar region what nansen has done for the other half it may be that the islands which fringe the northern shores of the new world are continued far to the north if so they would form convenient stages for the work of a well-equipped expedition it may be that they do not go much farther than we find them on our maps whatever be the case it is important in the interest of science that this section of the polar area be examined that as high a latitude as possible be attained that soundings be made to discover whether the deep ocean extends all round the pole it is stated that the gallant lieutenant perry has organized a scheme of exploring this area which would take several years to accomplish let us hope that he will be able to carry out his scheme meantime should canada look on with indifference she has attained the standing of a great and prosperous nation she has shown the most commendable zeal in the exploration of her own immense territory she has her educational scientific and literary institutions which will compare favorably with those of other countries her press is of a high order and she has made the beginnings of a literature and an art of her own in these respects she is walking in the steps of the mother country but has canada not reached a stage where she is in a position to follow the maternal example still further what has more contributed to render the name of great britain illustrious than those enterprises which for centuries she has sent out from her own shores not a few of them solely in the interests of science such enterprises elevate a nation and form its glory and its pride surely canada has ambitions beyond mere material prosperity and what better beginning could be made than the equipment of an expedition for the exploration of the seas that lie between her and the pole i venture to throw out these suggestions for the consideration of those who have at heart the honor and glory of the great canadian dominion
the antarctic regions not only has an interest in arctic exploration been revived but in europe at least an even greater interest has grown up in the exploration of the region around the opposite pole of the earth of which our knowledge is so scanty since sir james c ross's expedition which was sent out in the year eighteen thirty nine almost nothing has been done for antarctic research we have here to deal with conditions different from those which surround the north pole instead of an almost landless ocean it is believed by those who have given special attention to the subject that a continent about the size of australia covers the south polar region but we do not know for certain and surely in the interests of our science it is time we had a fairly adequate idea of what are the real conditions we want to know what is the extent of that land what are its glacial conditions what is the character of its geology what evidence exists as to its physical and biological conditions in past ages we know there is one lofty active volcano are there any others moreover the science of terrestrial magnetism is seriously impeded in its progress because the data in this department from the antarctic are so scanty the seas around this continent require to be investigated both as to their depth their temperature and their life we have here in short the most extensive unexplored area on the surface of the globe for the last three or four years the royal geographical society backed by other british societies has been attempting to move the home government to equip an adequate expedition to complete the work begun by ross sixty years ago and to supplement the great work of the challenger but though sympathy has been expressed for antarctic exploration and though vague promises have been given of support the government is afraid to enter upon an enterprise which might involve the services of a few naval officers and men we need not criticize this attitude but the royal geographical society has determined not to let the matter rest here it is now seeking to obtain the support of public-spirited men for an antarctic expedition under its own auspices it is felt that antarctic exploration is peculiarly the work of england and that if an expedition is undertaken it will receive substantial support from the great australasian colonies which have so much to gain from a knowledge of the physical condition of a region lying at their own doors and probably having a serious influence on their climatological conditions here then is one of the greatest geographical problems of the future the solution of which should be entered upon without further delay it may be mentioned that a small and well-equipped belgian expedition has already started mainly to carry out deep-sea search around the south pole area and that strenuous efforts are being made in germany to obtain the funds for an expedition on a much larger scale oceanography but our science has to deal not only with the lands of the globe its sphere is the whole of the surface of the earth and all that is thereon so far at least as distribution is concerned the department of oceanography is a comparatively new creation indeed it may be said to have come definitely into being with the famous voyage of the challenger there had been expeditions for ocean investigation before that but on a very limited scale it has only been through the results obtained by the challenger supplemented by those of expeditions that have examined more limited areas that we have been able to obtain an approximate conception of the conditions which prevail 
throughout the various ocean depths conditions of movement of temperature of salinity of life we have only a general idea of the contours of the ocean bed and of the composition of the sediment which covers that bed the extent of the knowledge thus acquired may be gauged from the fact that it occupies a considerable space in the fifty quarto volumes the challenger publications which it took dr john murray twenty years to bring out what islands are to the ocean lakes are to the land it is only recently that these interesting geographical features have received the attention they deserve rivers are of not less geographical interest than lakes and these have also recently been the subject of special investigation by physical geographers i have already referred to professor davis's study of a special english river system the work in the english lake district by mr marr spoken of in connection with dr mill's investigations was mainly on the hydrology of the region both in germany and in russia special attention is being given to this subject while in america there is an enormous literature on the mississippi alone mainly no doubt from the practical standpoint while the result of much valuable work on the st lawrence is buried in canadian official publications end of section four